everyone. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and welcome to From the Heart. Today we are doing our show, Sons. Uh, Joshua Vickery, who's not able to be here today because he's out creating art somewhere and making the world a better place. So I'll be uh, soloing this one, but we have a really exciting guest. I'm sorry, Joshua, that you're not here, Um, but that's okay. You'll be back. Uh, One of the things that Joshua and I like to do at the top of every show is talk a little bit about the arts and the previous week, what we've done. And I just want to once again thank everyone who came out to the Um, worldwide eye contact experience. It it was a rainy day and we still had over 100 people that came. And for 60 seconds, people made eye contact with someone they didn't know. And it was really magical to watch. And one of the reasons I'm bringing that up here is because it reminded me of why I like art so much, because people were seeing a bit of themselves in the person that they were making eye contact with. And it was really magical to watch them kind of melt into each other and have an experience of themselves and the relationship um, with a stranger. And so I want to thank the people that are still saying, hey, will you do it again? And uh, we'll certainly do it next year on the anniversary, but maybe we will do it again before then because it was um, really magical to watch. So thanks, everyone. So that's what I would have spoken to Joshua about, but the good news is we get to get right to our show. We have <laughs> one of my favorite guests who was one of our original guests back when we were doing this uh, Elsewhere, and when we were on television, we have Cole Nee Smith, who is the executive and creative director of um, Immerse, which formerly was known as Creative City Project. But he's going to explain that all to us. Uh, hi. Hey. Good to Always see you. so good to be with you. Oh, Cole, you're one of our favorite guests. You're uh, full of energy and passion about what you do. Um, and I'm very excited about this year's Immerse. Tell everyone about it. Yeah. Well, let's start with what is Immerse? Yeah, so Immerse is the annual event that is produced by the organization, the Creative City Project. So Creative City Project has not gone away. It's just the name of our of our arts organization. And Immerse is an annual performing and interactive arts event in the streets and public spaces of downtown Orlando. Mm-hmm. Immerse 2017 is coming up on Saturday, October 21st. And we'll have about a thousand artists and performers in the streets and public spaces of the city presenting unexpected arts encounters. And that's really what we're all about is creating moments that audiences can't have anywhere else. Mm. Uh, What are you looking forward to more than anything for that night? You know, we always try to have something really special, uh, a fun, massive, you know, wow moment. And that for us this year is a scaffolding castle that we're building in the middle of Orange Avenue. The center of it will be 46 feet tall, and we'll have 16 drummers from the drumline, from the Orlando Magic, all on the multiple levels of that scaffolding structure, playing three times throughout the night. So it'll definitely be a highlight of the evening. How tall will that go? It goes up to 46 feet. Oh my goodness, and yeah. the drummers will be on the bottom? Or? They'll be all over it, all over the multiple levels of this tower right in the middle of Orange Avenue. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm just picturing that in my mind's eye. Oh my goodness. So some will be like really up there yeah. with their drums. Yeah, well maybe we'll get you up there too. How do you feel about that? Uh, I wouldn't mind playing bass <laughs> on the bottom. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. Yeah, and of course the Central Florida Community Arts Orchestra, Joshua's organization, mm-hmm. they'll be back this year. And we love creating immersive orchestral experiences with them. So they'll be right in SunTrust Plaza on a series of five stages. The different sections of the orchestra will be on those five stages. And the audience can stand among the sections of the orchestra for a truly immersive orchestral experience in a way that people never really get to experience orchestral music. Yes. Uh, Speaking of orchestras, the Orlando Philharmonic will be present with us. And Will Maestro uh, Eric Jacobson be conducting 
Eric, that's that's just a few days away from Eric's wife's due date. Oh my so goodness! So we'll see if uh, Eric will be around. For, well, that's a for creative a project, right? Exactly. <laughs> Um, and it'll be it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, local composer Keith Lay mm -hmm. um, recently for their 25th season opener created an original piece called The Fanfare for Orlando. Wow. And so they'll have several of their horn players out uh, presenting The Fanfare for Orlando. Uh, and that will be really exciting. So yeah. Orlando Philharmonic, the Orlando Ballet, uh, the, we're, we've upped our game this year. So, you know, we, we went through this name change from... Yes. Uh, putting our annual our annual events brand and name is now Immerse. And so we really wanted to up the immersive experiences that we're creating for people. So we're building a three-story tall, 60-foot-long immersive projection box. It's a translucent box uh, right in the middle of Orange Avenue, and there'll be six projectors in there. The audience can go inside of it, and there is an ongoing projection experience, immersive projection experience right in that. And uh, it also doubles as a performance space. So some of our dance organizations will be dancing around uh, the second level of that. And the audience members will be able to look up from the floor and, and see those uh, those dancers from around. In front of the projections. Yeah. And what's being projected on? So it's a lot of uh, ambient projection. And so what it is, it's not you're not <clears throat> looking at the projection. The mm -hmm. projection is actually looking at you. So oh. it's a, a beams of light cool. um, in inside the space. Um so really upping our, our interactive experiences. One of the fun interactive experiences that we're creating, we created seven 10-foot-tall interactive sculptures in our partnership with the Orlando Magic, who's our presenting sponsor this year. And audience members will be able to take basketballs and throw them up into those 10-foot those ten foot, uh, installations, and they'll emit sound and smoke and light. Oh and so it'll be a really gosh. fun interactive element. Will so, some of the Magic players be there perhaps? We'll have tons of performers from the Magic Halftime shows. Mm -hmm. um, so they're bringing out one of their chair stacking performers. Fun. Their drum line will be uh -huh. there. Their dance team will be there. They're doing a really fun dunk exhibition oh. right there on Church Street. Oh. So it'll be a lot of fun. Here, the, here. the Magic is bringing a lot of fun experiences this year. You know, that's one of the words I use that to describe your event. It's fun. Magic. Oh, fun. Oh, well, magic too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> magic is fun. Uh, yeah. But absolutely, it, it's just... It's a wow experience because mm. there's something for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, we really love we really love that opportunity. We have a huge diversity of artists, whether it's, you know, young artists like there's a local visual artist. His name's Halsey. And uh, he's just he's 19. He's getting his career started. And in addition to being an artist, he also collaborates and, and facilitates collaboration with a ton of visual artists. And so he's bringing down a lot of his visual artist friends and they're doing interactive murals and people come participate in that. Wow. And so, you know, he's a young emerging artist. And of course we have, you know, well-established arts organizations like some of the ones I've already named. And we have, we'll have several dozen um, art performing arts organizations that represent cultures from around the world, which is always fun. Lots of performances from Latin America, dance and music. So, you know, there's something for kids and families. And uh, we have a lot of people who come down from the retirement uh, to high rises in yes, downtown Orlando. Yes. So you'll see little kids running around and families and you'll see some of the older residents of Orlando and you'll see visitors in from out of town. That's and, what I love about it. Yeah, it's it really, really is a, for everybody. A beautiful cross section of culture. Tell us uh, where it begins and where it ends uh, logistically so that if someone comes, where should they park and yeah. where does it start? Well, first, we have lots of really wonderful, um, you know, transportation options. I recommend maybe taking a Lyft or an Uber or getting an Amir's taxi and, and coming down and not even having to deal with all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want to park, there's uh, the parking at 55 West. There's a, a, a parking lot or a parking garage um, 
right there uh, at uh, Chase Plaza. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of parking garages. Right and there you can in the go center. online and just downtown development board um, has a lot of, you know, they have maps that show people where they can but park. You know, I love what you said about you recommend people taking an Uber. One, that's really helping our commerce. That's helping mm -hmm. people get work. That's bringing more drivers down there. They're going to be talking to other riders yeah. about it. It's a way of participating yeah. and giving people work and not having to deal with traffic. Yeah. For sure. I like that. So that's the easiest way in and out, for sure. Mm -hmm. But our event, um, it is for on Orange Avenue, Church Street, and Pine Street, on Orange Avenue between Central and Jackson. So mm -hmm. right there, you know, if you kind of shoot for um, the corner of Pine and Orange, where mm -hmm. the City Arts Factory is, mm -hmm. you won't be able to drive all the way there, but your driver will get you close to our event. Oh, You'll absolutely. Absolutely. I just know that it's one of those things as people will walk around, there's something for all the senses. Yeah. You just look and, and there's something or someone that stops you for a while. And yeah. the, the community comes alive and comes together. Yeah. If you make your way downtown to Orange Avenue, you'll definitely find us. It'll be impossible to miss. Mm -hmm. and very exciting. What's been challenging for you for this year? You know, so we uh, actually, uh, this is a fun story that actually I love telling. You know, I told you about the scaffolding structure that we're building and the uh, the drummers that'll be on it. And our team's really, really excited about that. We think it'll be a, a huge, uh, a huge experience just like watching that. But that started actually, you know, we try to have a signature act every year. And it started with a conversation with an organization from California called Bandaloop. They do these really cool, like vertical dance performers hanging from the, the sides of high rises. And so we were talking to them about coming in. And so we went through about seven different high rises in downtown Orlando. And several of them really wanted to participate and facilitate that happening. But every single one of them, just for a different reason and a totally valid reason, wasn't able to do it this year. Um, you know, it was from everything from, uh, you know, one of the one of the buildings actually had in their insurance contract a clause that didn't allow them to do anything ac acrobatic like their insurance contract wow. was that specific wow uh there was another building that um had uh just gotten their final approval to redo the facade of their building so they're actually about to embark on construction so there's all of these challenges and um, we learned a lesson along the way that was really valuable and that lesson that we've begun implementing in our process was uh we need to pursue multiple opportunities at the same time, ah. uh, not go one after the other and have each of those conversations. That was a lesson that we learned. Well, and the worst that could happen is you have multiple, multiple big meals. acts coming. Right. Yeah, yeah. Multiple big acts. Yeah. Um, wow. So then we, um, we decided, okay, well, band loop's not going to work for 28, uh, 2017. We'd love to facilitate something with them in the future and are continuing to have those conversations. So we went on to an idea that we had had in the past and the, the idea in the past was, to elevate a drum line from the end of a crane vertically, like look like they kind of are standing on one another's shoulders. And so we said, okay, we have this drum line and let's, let's do them from the end of a crane. Well, our relationship with the crane company we had used in the past for our Cirque du Soleil performances, some of the leadership had changed there and it wasn't going as easily to get a crane as it had been in the past. And so, you know, it's one of those things where challenges open us up to more creative opportunity and more creative ideas. And so our creative team sat in a meeting one Thursday night and we said, all right, we're having a lot of challenges. Let's just think. Like, let's just think about and dream and, and what can we do? What can we do that would be really amazing? And so we started talking about what if we built this giant scaffolding structure right in the middle of Orange Avenue? And so uh, we concepted it that night. The next day, our, um, our kind of our operations director, Jake, and production director, Jake Ellis, uh, called um, Sunbelt, who is a scaffolding company. They were already doing some work for us. And he said, hey, I have another idea. And so they said, Sure, let's do it. 
And so we, uh, you know, we got with Sunbelt and we got with the Orlando Magic's Rhythm and Blue, their drum, their drum team. And uh, Sunbelt was helpful for you. Oh yeah, they were great. Last year when I participated with your yeah. organization, they were wonderful with us too. Yeah, yeah they've been a, a really great. You know, they've they help power everything. Mm-hmm. We got to bring in a lot of generators. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the things that a lot of people I think don't necessarily even know about is all the logistical stuff whether it's you know a barricade company that has to literally do a traffic control plan and you know um you know making sure people are safe and working with the orlando police department who's really wonderful and the orlando fire department and coming up with okay buildings and insurance exactly i went went through this last year i learned a lot myself (laughs) right and i just had one project you had the entire project of all the projects and it's been really really wonderful to see so many people from our city uh, come around and and really support um, what we're doing, whether it's private companies or the city of Orlando or Orange County government has been really wonderful as I well. I wanted to ask and, you about that. Um, who did you work more closely with? This is a Mayor Buddy Dyer or a Mayor Teresa Jacobson or both? Mayor Teresa Jacobs. Um, I said Jacobson. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of our maestro. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Well, Eric Jacobson, yeah, the maestro from the Philharmonic. Uh, they're all wonderful people. And, you know, uh, both mo- both mayor's offices have been really, really wonderful. So Thomas Chapman of the Downtown Development Board from the city uh, works closely with uh, Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer's um, office, and they've been really supportive of everything that we're doing. And uh, Mayor Jacobs' office is, is really, really wonderful. And Terry Olson at the Orange of County course. Arts and Cultural Affairs and the whole uh, Orange County Arts and Cultural Affairs um, board has been really, really wonderful. And after we come back from a break in a few minutes, I would love to give you more details about some of the things that they're doing um, from the Orange County perspective uh, that I think is a really fun story about and a how good way to pay tribute to them. Yes, we will do that. And sure. we will be right back in just a few moments. We're talking to you from the heart, 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt having a delightful conversation with Colney Smith as we speak of Immerse coming up this year, uh, brought to you by Creative City Project here in Orlando. It's going to be a big party all over Orlando, right there in the center of our town, our city rather. That's right. Uh, And it's on October 21st. 21st. Saturday, October 21st. A lucky number too. That's right. There you go. Yeah, actually, my when I open my phone every morning, I open up Safari, and it's the first window that Safari shows me is the weather app. So <laughs> it, what, right now, weather is looking great. Is it? it What's it yeah, looking like it, that day? It says sunny. It just nice. has a picture of a sun and says sunny. Mm. And uh, actually, three days ago, it was mostly sunny. So we're gaining sun this is, great. Yes. this is great. This is great. I yes. love it. <laughs> you know, I forgot, I, you probably know this, but Holly invited Bob and myself to host one of your stages. I can't wait. I am so excited. Yeah. I think, is it stage eight, is it called? You are just perfect. It's not called that for real in a public <laughs> no. facing oh, way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you don't know this, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we, you know, we have terms on the back, back end that yes. are just, you know, just a little shop time talk. saving mm-hmm. and, you know. Bob and I are very excited. I can't wait. I know. We are too. We, we have a date to get together and come up with fun ideas to play. Oh, cool. um, so we were talking a little while ago about how 
uh, you've been felt you felt this you're feeling the support of our county with Terry Olson and both our mayors. Talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, in 2014, the Orange County Arts and Cultural Affairs um, Committee put together something called the Blockbuster <clears throat> Fund. And it was this big idea to say, we want to help as the county come behind an organization or an event that will put Orange County on the map in a new culturally and artistic way. And so um, they created the Blockbuster Fund and it's been accruing funds over the last three years. And um, it's funny, you know, we were just getting started in 2014 with our organization and, and closing down streets. And, you know, we had maybe, you know, 10,000 people who came to our event that year, but there was this big vision for us of, you know, we want this thing to grow. We want this thing to be a blockbuster event. And um, so I, I actually pitched in 2014 and it was kind of one of those like, Oh, that's nice, Cole. I'm glad, I'm glad that you're, you're having these hopes time will tell kind of thing, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so here we are three years later, a couple Thursdays ago, I went and I pitched to the blockbuster committee for the second time, three years later. And, you know, when I first did it, I didn't know anybody in the room. They didn't know who I was. We hadn't been doing what we were doing very long and hadn't seen a ton of success. Although what we were doing so far was really, really great. And so went and pitched again a couple Thursdays ago and we pitched a big idea Immerse 2020, a four-day event that draws 100,000 people from around the world and platforms some of the most innovative, performing, and interactive artists right here in Central Florida. And uh, had the wonderful privilege and opportunity to present that idea to that board. And um, we made a significant request that was approved for 2018. So we asked for kind of three years of additional funding to help achieve that objective. And uh, they, the, the board recommended uh, a, approval of our 2018 request with the expectation of also approving the 2019 and 2020 requests. And uh, that, that recommendation will go before the Orange County Board of County Commissioners in the next couple months for final Seriously? approval. And you know it's going to get final approval. Of well, course it is. We're hoping for it. For oh, sure. my goodness. Yeah. If you're listening out there and you're one of those people who can approve, please <laughs> approve. <laughs> You never know, Cole. <laughs> yeah, right. no, and it, you know it's been it's been really, really wonderful to at first see the artists who are the core of what we're doing. The artists support this idea and this dream and this vision and want to participate. You know, all the way you know from those emerging artists who are just starting their careers all the way up to our most significant <laughs> arts organizations who participate in what we're doing. And you know, I think one of the most compelling selling points of that pitch of a four-day event, Immerse 2020, drawing artists from around the world and partnering them alongside of our or arts organizations right here in Central Florida. Um, you know, it, the, one of the most compelling pitches of that is is funding of Immerse 2020 really is an infusion of dollars into so many artists and arts organizations right here in Central mm -hmm. Florida. It's not just an infusion of dollars into something called the Creative City Project no. and our annual event, Immerse. It's like we then, you know, collaborate with our artists and arts organizations. And it's not even just artists and art organizations. It's the restaurants and our hotels oh, sure, yeah. and our cabs and you know, Ubers. We've recently developed a relationship with the Orlando uh, Economic Partnership who really focuses in on recruiting businesses to mm -hmm. come and call Central Florida home. And um, it's been really great talking to them because they're excited about the opportunity even to bring you know some of those business leaders that are looking to relocate their headquarters and, and considering Central Florida to bring those business leaders to our event, our annual event. And yes. say, this 
is the heartbeat. This is the lifeblood right. of who Central Florida is, who yes. Orlando is, who Orange County is. And so it really is, you know, and every time I, I get to travel a lot and talk about the work we're doing and every time I get to talk to people about the work we're doing, it's um, they want to come. They want to come and experience mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And whether it's, yeah, I got to go and, and speak to the 300 person design team of Capital One in Washington, D.C. this summer How about wonderful. the work we're doing. And what was their response? Oh, it was it was really, really wonderful. I went and talked to them about how creativity is the impetus for cultural change. And we're mm. obviously seeing that through our event. But, mm -hmm. you know, they're building a creative culture right there in the midst of Capital One. And uh, one of the people actually later after I was done speaking came up and she showed me this Slack channel. Slack is a communication tool that teams use. And uh, it's a Slack channel devoted to these workshop sessions, one of which I was leading. And she said, I've never seen so much chatter and excitement oh, okay. on, on our Slack channel um, as there was during your talk. And it's, you know, they all want to come to Orlando and experience wow. it. And, you know, to put that alongside of um, one of and my... And that's a whole different culture of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. One of, and it's big, big opportunities like that, but it's also just the one-on-one -on -one conversations. There were two guys in town this weekend that I got to meet from Tallahassee, and they were just here going to the um, tennis, the tennis, big tennis place Match. down in Lake Nona. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So uh, they were they were staying at our house, and I was telling them about Immerse because they had, they didn't know about it. They were uh, acquaintances of mine, and um, and they were like, "Oh, they're from Tallahassee. When is it? We want to come back down. We're just here this weekend, but we want to come back down next weekend as well and, and see it." And so it's just one of those things where, like, when people hear about it, they really do get excited about I'm it. I'm so and, glad it's going yeah. to be more than one night. Yeah, I'm so yeah. glad you're because. <laughs> If there's someone that already has a wedding or something that they have right. to go to, yeah. they miss it. They yeah. have to wait a whole yeah. year. Yeah. So, and it can just continue to grow. And uh, how wonderful. How How is it looking for your visual artists this year? Are there more areas where you have visual art? Being you done? know, one of the things that I love about our visual artists is one of the challenges that we kind of commission them into is don't just come and set your work on an easel. Like figure out how you're being in the public space can affect the relationship between you as an artist and our audience. How can you invite our audience to experience your art in a mm -hmm. brand new way? And in the first segment, um, you know, I talked about this, this artist named Halsey and he's gathering several mural artists and it's not just them, you know, showing their murals. It's not just them creating their murals. It's them considering how can we create a mural with the community in mind? Mm -hmm. How can we invite the community to participate proactively mm -hmm. in the creation of this mural? And I love interactive art mm -hmm. um, in many, many forms, whether it's performance art or visual art, because I really think something special happens when the audience is invited to become part of the art, not just look at the art. And so that's what we that's what we love doing with our visual artists. So when did that part of you awaken, this part of you that loves creating art and mm. visual art and and when you realized that this was your take in life? Yeah. You know, you, you know, I um you know, I grew up in uh in the church world right here in Central Florida and um you know, I, I was hired as a creative director at a church uh just south of downtown Orlando and I had a very particular view of what that meant. And it was, you know, I'm overseeing the music and I'm overseeing the graphics and from time to time, maybe we'll make a video. And just a few months into that role, I started thinking there's gotta be so much more that we could be doing. We're talking about these big ideas like love and care and community and faith and, you know, all of these things, but we're, everything is just, uh, you know, it's passive. How can we make this active? 
How can we turn it from just something that people look at to something people engage in actively? So um, I started just doing that there and creating interactive arts experiences or these community murals where people could come up and do something or participate in a live experience. And what was one of your first ones that you found successful that made you hungry to do more? (laughs) Well, we were a pretty adventurous community. I'll start with that. And so one of the very first things that 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 stands out to me is um, we were talking about faith. And we were talking about what it feels like to to exhibit faith, to live a life of faith, because there's so much, you know, whether you have faith in God or religion or or just day to day, right? You know, faith is a scary thing, and it doesn't necessarily have to be religious. It's a broad idea, and I think anytime we've um, exhibited faith by stepping out into the unknown and 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 taking on that risk, it's it can be scary, and so. We actually, there were two rooms in this church, the main room where we were meeting, and then there was a smaller room to the side of it that was immediately accessible. And so what we did is we um, took a series of stanchions and we, we, we strung a rope between those stanchions. And the other room, the second room, was totally blacked out. And we asked people, write something on a card that you need faith for, and then hold that in one hand and with the other hand, grab this rope and walk through the other room that's completely pitch black and you can't see anything and think about that thing that you're asking to have faith for as you walk through that darked out room holding onto this rope and that's kind of your lifeline. And we had an idea of how it would go, but it was one of those things where afterward there were all of these stories that people were telling and it was like, I was so scared. I didn't know if there was somebody in front of me and I was going too fast or someone behind me and I was going too slow was I going to bump into something and I was holding tightly to the rope because I didn't want to get lost in the dark room then it it just took on a whole, a whole new life and meaning of its own beyond what we even anticipated it would mean yeah that's and like so a- that like was it, it it became this huge itch for me like I don't and and as an artist like I don't want to just create things that are what they are. I want to create things that take on a whole new life and meaning when the audience encounters it. And that's essentially what Immerse is, looking at well, the city. That, with that experience you just talked about, going into the dark with the rope, that is the, the quintessential immersion. <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> into the unknown. Yeah. And it was what a great lesson in faith that yeah. is. Do you have anything like that at Immerse this year? Oh, goodness. Nothing like, specifically like this that. This started we- <laughs> it all. you got to have the black room. <laughs> well, in 2014, we did build a big black box in yeah. the middle of Pine Street. And we that was the first time that actually I did um, any sort of that immersive projection experience mm-hmm. like I told you about in the first segment. So this year, we're taking that um, that idea of an immersive projection experience and just blowing it out of the water with that three-story, 60-foot-long projection experience in that I can't box. Wait. So everything that we're about as Immerse <laughs> is about these unexpected creative encounters that people can't have anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I think that was birthed in those moments of saying, like, every church in the world does this music stuff. Everybody does these, you know, these graphics on a screen, you know. How can we create something that allows people to experience these big ideas in a more intimate way? And that's exactly what we're doing with Immerse, mm-hmm. is how can we present our arts organizations in ways that they've never 
been experienced before? Mm -hmm. How can we present orchestral music in a way that people have never experienced it before? How can we create a 46 foot tall scaffolding tower and put 16 drummers from a drum line from the Orlando Magic on that tower and people have never experienced that drum line in that way before? So we're still creating. That's that's the tie over. Is if these, there's no other reason to go is to, to go and find out, <laughs> oh, that's how they figured it out. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I'm just so impressed with how your mind works. And I'm so glad I know you because over the years, I can't wait to see what else you create oh, and have more conversations like this with yeah, you. Yeah, of course. And we still have more time because we've got yes, a whole other segment that. coming up. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Don't go away because we've got more with Colney Smith. You are listening to From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Unfortunately, Joshua Vickery is not here today to enjoy the company of Cole Neesmith, who is giving us great conversation all about art and creativity and, of course, Immerse, which is coming up this coming weekend. Yeah. So exciting. October 21st, Saturday from 5 to 11 p.m. We'll have more than a thousand artists and performers in the streets and public spaces of downtown Orlando. More than a thousand. Can you believe it? I love it. Yeah. And it's the coolest people in our city. So you you need to be, because our listeners are the coolest people too. So put it on your calendar right now. Next yeah. Saturday night between 5 and 11, you're going to be with us downtown Orlando. And you can find all the details at creativecityproject.com or just search for our event, Immerse Orlando on Facebook or Google, wherever you want to. If you want to find stuff on the internet, there's this website called Google. Google, yeah. Mm -hmm. Creative City Project. Immerse 2017. Yes, you can't miss it. Or call me, or call me. (laughs) Actually, call Joshua. Here's his number. No, I'm teasing. (laughs) Would that be horrible? Uh, But you can call me, and I'm easy to find. Um, Okay, so I'm very excited. We were talking a little while ago, and uh, then we had to go to break, but there was something we were saying that I'm like, oh, I want to ask you that. See what happens when you get to my age? Hello. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. So we were talking about the support that you're getting from our city. We're talking about how you're growing um, and about what you're excited about. What's what's new? My goodness. Uh, What is is the most exciting thing that you're looking forward to more than anything that is something you've not done before here coming up this year? You know, we have a lot of... A lot of wonderful experiences going on. I've talked a lot so far in the first two segments about this big scaffolding structure with our 16-piece drum line on it. And we love those big wow moments. But one of the things I love most about our event, and this is something we talk about a lot, is we want everybody who comes. This year we're expecting about 25,000 people. We want every single one of those people to walk away telling a different story about the experience they had. A different yet equally compelling experience Mm. is what we want for every single one of our guests who come to Immerse. Last year you had the gentleman that gave you a a story that you followed. I forgot what that was called. Greg Pollack did and John David Harris did something called uh, the Immersive Audio Experience. Mm -hmm. And a couple hundred people a couple times during the night, uh, met at the SunTrust Plaza, and they all put in headphones and downloaded the same audio file, pressed play at the same time, and then a narrative unfolded that led that group of people through downtown Orlando on a 
on a Audio mission. journey. It was yeah. a story. Yeah. I loved it. It was yeah. so much fun. Will he be back? He's not back this year, but we, you know, we did get the opportunity to do that as a standalone experience, which is one of the ways that our organization is growing Mm -hmm. is um, taking some of the really fun experiences that we get to to do at our event and then moving them outside of the event as standalone experiences throughout the year as well. So maybe we'll do that again because the people who were able to come that second time around really loved it as well. It was great. Yeah. And it was real fun walking through Orlando when nothing big was happening. But mm. so people would look at masses of people and right. why are they all yeah. like stretching and lying yeah, on right. the ground? It was wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's what I like about the event. They're just, it's so colorful with different experiences for everybody. Yeah, and that's one, you know, that's one of the pieces of our mission is to uh, cultivate a thriving arts community in Orlando. And we think we can do that by partnering with artists to create these really fun, unique, and meaningful experiences. I mean, Greg and John's um, experience that they created definitely was meaningful. And it allowed us connect to connect with the, the places of our city. It allowed us to connect with the other people who were on that journey with us. And then it also allowed us to connect with strangers that we were passing by on the sidewalk. And it's those kinds of things that truly transform the way that we experience the place that we call home, which is the second piece of our mission, mm-hmm. which is to help the residents who call Orlando home care more about living here. Mm-hmm. Um, and by creating those meaningful shared experiences in the public spaces, we're literally doing that. And then the big, the big third piece of our mission is to shape the global perception of Central Florida as a city and a place known for creativity and innovation. And so, you know, we get to talk about the things that we're doing in other parts of the country or people hear about what we're doing just because um, the the experiences we're creating are things that, you know, the word spreads. Mm-hmm. And that ultimately shapes the the way people view our, our city. We're so fortunate to have 68 million visitors in 2016. We have more visitors to our city than any other city in the United States. And we love our themed entertainment, and it's such a wonderful offering and brings so many people here. But as all of us who call Orlando home know, there's so much more to who we are. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, we love our themed entertainment, but we think by doing something like Immerse and allowing that to grow and, and cultivating that to grow to a four-day event in 2020, in the same way that Art Basel has done for the visual arts in Miami and what South by Southwest has done for pop music and so many other things at this point in the city of Austin, that Immerse would become for the city of Orlando and the performing and interactive arts. I could see that so happening. In fact, it is happening. It's yeah. growing uh, exponentially every year. Yeah. What I really love about it is that it gives an opportunity for so many creative people. You talked about the parks, but there are so many artists that work in our park, performing artists, musicians, mm-hmm. that have this talent that they get to make their living doing, but not in the way when it's their art. Yeah, yeah I play drums and I march down, but when I can really play, look at this set I have and look at what I really do, that, yeah. that's when they're excited about their their gift. Yeah, and, and you know, we, we are so fortunate to be one of the very few cities in the world where artists and performers can make a full-time living. There are so few places in the world where we can, where we can as artists, can do that. And, um, you know, I think that artists are going to be more fulfilled. Artists are going to want to call Orlando home. Um, artists are going to stay and they're going to be, there's going to be higher retention when things like Immerse or Orlando Fringe Festival or the so many the wonderful arts experiences that we have in our city who give artists an outlet to not only act or perform every day um, doing a show that someone else wrote, um, but being able to create their own art or mm-hmm. collaborate with other artists and present that to the people 
who call Orlando home or visitors who come downtown for our event. Um, it, it really does make artists more happy and fulfilled. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. really important. And the community thrives. Yeah, totally. It, it, now, I know it, we're talking about this coming Saturday night, but if someone last minute is hearing this and go, I want to be a part of that, do you still need volunteers? <laughs> is that something someone could do at this point, help uh, you out? We have, what uh, do you need? We have tons of volunteer opportunities, mm-hmm. and um, I'm so grateful for the, you know, the, the so, so much support that we get, even from a volunteer perspective. And uh, if you want to reach out to us on Facebook, go to our Facebook page um, or find us on Instagram at Creative City Project. Uh, connect with us there anyway, mm-hmm. but if you want to reach out as a volunteer or offer your services, we'd love to connect with you through one of those social media platforms. And whenever you reach out to us, um, go go ahead and do it, and we'll see if we can connect you in a way, because we'd love to have you. Fantastic. And yep. if certainly if not this year, come on out anyway and play. And soon it'll be four days. Yeah. Right? right. I so can't wait. Our, you know, our growth pattern, it's not just in 2020 will be four days. It's, you know, our objective is 2018, two days, 2019, three days, maybe. Great. And then four days in, in 2020. So we'll have a multi-day event, hopefully That's starting great. next year. But this year, it's going to be pretty fantastic. Um, so one of the other things that I wanted to ask you about um, your vision for, for what's coming down the line is, are you going to be partnering for... Um, are we going to be partnering with any other cities maybe to take parts of Immerse to them? So here's here's how we see our organization growing. First, you know, really focusing a lot of our time, attention, and energy on our annual event and making it a destination experience. Mm-hmm. That's a big objective for us where uh, visitors, guests, and artists from all over the world are coming here and say, I want to go to Central Florida because it's a place that welcomes me and wants me uh, to do what it is that I'm doing. So that's the first thing, grow that annual event. And then the second piece of that, you know, one of the reasons we rebranded our annual event from Creative City Project to Immerse is because our organization, Creative City Project, wants to also be producing other events throughout the year. So right here in Central Florida, producing other events throughout the year and in collaboration with our arts organizations and, and local arts, artists. And then, you know, there is an opportunity for that third piece of growth, which would be we're doing a lot of compelling things right here in Central Florida. How do we then take those things out as an extension of our community? Oh, to the touring other places? company? The touring <laughs> company, yeah. Uh, and an extension of Central Florida and our wonderful arts community out into the rest of the world. So a couple of years ago, we did something called the... Uh, so something called Anthology, where we had five local fiction writers create short pieces of fiction, and all of them were themed differently. And then we had a local cocktail maker create a, a cocktail inspired by each of those stories. So like one of the stories was uh, a woman who had met this man in a diner for breakfast, and it was just a short story that she had written. So our cocktail maker, Matt Izaguirre is his name, he created an original cocktail around that story that was infused with maple syrup and topped with candied bacon. And so we had those five story, uh, those five authors read their stories live at, a, at an event at Snap, right, right north of downtown. We had the cook trio play music live as people came in, and, um, and then everybody sat at these long tables that looked like a study hall in a library. <laughs> each of the authors read their stories, and we served those, those cocktails in two-ounce samples as each of the, the authors read their stories. So we've actually had uh, people in other cities reach out to us and say, hey, could you bring that here and do that here? How so cool is that? Facilitating, again, these unique cross-genre collaborations, mm-hmm. these unique creative experiences mm-hmm. that our city loves, mm-hmm. but um, also would be a really great opportunity to take some of those things on the but road. What's not to love about it? You're bringing people together and you're giving people an opportunity to 
be together in a way otherwise would never happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what we live for. I mean, every day we do so much of the same thing remote day by day by day. Yeah. And it's those breaks that you get to, a part of you breathes. Yeah. Deeply. Sure. Yeah. It's so fun. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I know we don't have too much time left, but there, I want to make sure we get everything in that you want our audience to know more than anything about the Creative City Project. One thing that I want them to know about you is, is a little bit about your writing. May I share a little oh, bit? Sure, for sure. One of the things that I like when I follow uh, when I follow Cole online is that he writes some interesting thoughts because you're <laughs> a bit of a philosopher as well. So here's one. Like, this is a short one. Productivity is pointless if we don't stay healthy. Well, yeah. I'm like, that. thank you for that one, yeah. right? But then you have other ones. Like, it's so easy to get caught up in all the to-dos yeah. and start to neglect ourselves and others. Yeah. Work hard, but don't become blind to the other important things in life. Yeah. I love that. You yeah. just share with us thoughts. So okay. where are you? Taking a shower and going, hey, I'm going <laughs> to well, be Socrates. I, I'll tell you exactly where I am, and it's just living. Um, so many of the things that I write online come out of me, you know, just experiencing life and um, most of the things that I write online are a reminder to myself. So when I say productivity is important, but it's meaningless if we don't stay healthy in the midst of it, that's me saying to Cole, like, Hey Cole, mm-hmm. like, yes, you need to keep working. And yes, immerse is just a few days out and coming up this Saturday. And yes, there's a ton of stuff to do, mm-hmm. but none of that means anything if I, I deteriorate in the process or if I'm destroying my relationships with people mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started this thing because I care about people and I care about our city. And if I neglect people and I neglect myself and I neglect the health of me and those around me in the process of making this big thing happen, what's the point? And then you're also ne- therefore neglecting a part of our city because you're a big yes, part of, of our course, city. Yes, of course, yeah. yeah. So how lovely that your mission includes taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to do that. And yeah, I try. You know, I try. Mm-hmm. Um, so if someone out there is now inspired to want to be creative. What's your advice to them? Oh, live it. It's the same advice I just kind of gave myself. Live it. Creativity is 95% a mindset, and it has everything to do with the willingness to think about things in a new way. It's not necessarily painting a picture or writing a song, because I think there are people who play music every day for a living who aren't that creative Um, They might get to do something fun with their life, and that's really wonderful. But uh, creativity is the mindset and the willingness to think about things in new ways. And all of us, no matter what our job is, no matter what we do, even if we're an accountant, there are new ways to do the things that we've always done. And that's what creativity is, is the willingness to consider, I've always done it this way, but maybe there's a better way. Or I've always thought about that thing in this particular way. I think a lot of the problems in our country right now stem from people not willing to or wanting to be creative and thinking about things with an open mind and a new perspective. It's Sunday night, everyone. Tomorrow you go back to work, most of you. Think about a new way you might approach your day and your coworkers and maybe even your life because I think that's what this in- conversation has inspired me to do. Cool. Thank Love you it. so much, Colney Smith. It. This Saturday night, please be there between 5 and 11 downtown. Look for Cole. <laughs> CreativeCityProject.com. And I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Twitter at Colney Smith. Thank you so much, Cole. You've been a wonderful guest. Have a great week, everyone. See you at Immerse. <laughs>